0: Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, as Alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our sustainer, our nourisher, the one who is in control, of all affairs and the one who is our creator, the creator of the universe and of everything that exists. And we also begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger Muhammad, the son of Abdullah sallallahu alaihi wa ala sallam. My brothers and sisters, I pray that you are all well and that you are all safe by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala summer is in full swing it's been almost four months now can you believe it since the pandemic started impacting us subhanAllah and we have been impacted in different ways of course first so I'm going to take you back a little bit uh, today Uh, you know sometimes there is benefit in, uh, in reminding, actually as Allah SWT says <laughs> Remind one another because indeed there is benefit For the believers in reminders so the ben- Or the believers benefit from the reminders right? So uh, this is a reminder for myself and for all of us Because also as human beings we tend to forget We tend to forget and we tend to forget very very quickly yeah? So that is why uh, it's good to have reminders from time to time Of our journey up to this point So first, the loss of congregational Friday prayers and daily prayers, which, alhamdulillah, are back uh, to uh, a certain extent or to a great extent, alhamdulillah. And this, by the way, started March 13th, right? And I still remember uh, March 13th, 14th was the beginning of March break. And uh, things were happening so quickly at that time, right? First, you know, things were calm to a certain certain degree. And uh, we had had a couple of discussions Uh, you know, Friday messages at the Witchcraft Recreation Complex about the pandemic, about its potential impacts. We had uh, that graphic that was also shared and posted on how to protect ourselves from COVID-19. SubhanAllah. Seems like such a long time ago, right? But that was in the middle of March. And uh, then, of course, came the loss of the holidays and vacations and activities in March break. And that was a big blow, especially to many of my young friends. And to be honest, even to myself, because I'm a person who likes to go out and about uh, and uh, who likes to take a break from time to time. Uh, and those you know, restrictions, those losses uh, of holidays, and vacations, and activities uh, still continue for the most part now. But on a more serious note, of course, individual families have experienced the loss of loved ones during this time, which has been even more uh, difficult under these circumstances. It's difficult already, but in these circumstances, even more so. And in many cases, there were loved ones who passed away overseas, <laughs> or across borders and family members have been unable to travel, to be with their loved ones and even to attend funerals. Or perhaps their loved ones were in long-term care facilities and they were unable to be with them during their final moments, right? They had, uh, their elders were, uh, were living in long-term care facilities, perhaps because they needed uh, a greater uh, level of care, which the family was not able to provide in many instances. But they would go and visit their parents, their grandparents regularly. And subhanAllah, this came all of a sudden. And they were not able to meet them. uh, And many of their loved ones passed away in in, in that way. And that was very, very difficult uh, for many many of those families. And even funerals here have been very limited as well. So few opportunities to gather together to make dua and to offer comfort uh, physically. Which, of course, is a very important part of healing. But at the end of the day, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who heals the hearts. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who grants comfort ultimately to the grieving hearts. And no amount of words or, or hugs uh, uh, can, can make that happen. But of course it helps. So that has that is something also that has been felt. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant uh, jannatul firdaus uh, and, and forgiveness to all of those who have passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant comfort to the hearts of their loved ones. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Um, others have spent days, perhaps weeks, even more than a month, taking care of ill relatives as well during these circumstances. Very, very challenging. If you remember, Ramadan passed less than uh, 70 days ago. Right? Ramadan passed without any prayers together, right? without any salah in the masjid or the musallah, without any taraweeh in congregation. And of course, Eid was also very different with our... Uh, uh, you know, uh, um, praying salah at home and gathering for the Eid gathering, uh, the driving the Eid gathering. So that was very really unique as well. Of course, difficult circumstances at home with school and work online. Right, so all family members together for extended periods of time. Everyone using internet. Uh, you know, perhaps some families not enough spaces in the ro- in the house, not enough rooms to have quiet spaces. Everyone in each other's faces. Uh, so that was quite challenging as well. And now we have continued restrictions on gatherings and on certain types of travel and also now of course the mandatory wearing of masks indoors as you see me wearing right now now in every instance in each of these instances my brothers and sisters we have had to be patient we have had to be persevering patiently and there was no other option right what are you going to do there's a situation that is out of your control there's a situation that you cannot change Right? like you cannot change the circumstances so there is no option but to exercise sabr to exercise patience and perseverance now according to Imam Ibn Qayyim rahmahullah, in his work الصابرين, patience is divided into three components so there is three elements or three divisions to patience or so three components patience, the sabra the first one is patience in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in adhering to his commands sabra ala ta'atillah, so patience in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, patience in adhering to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the second, patience in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience sabra ala ma'asiyat ta'ala, right, so being patient and persevering, in avoiding sins and acts which are displeasing to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and the last one, sabr ala al that patience with the degree, with the decree of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and calamities and trials. Right. So three divisions, three categories or three types of patience that are required from us. So patience in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and adhering to his commands, patience in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience, and patience with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and calamities. Now regarding the first aspect of patience, it is to have perseverance in fulfilling the obligations of, 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 of Islam that Allah and His Messenger وسلم, have instructed us to do. So for example, you know, of course the obligations, the prayers charity, uh, fasting, right, as an example, uh, we may not feel like doing it, it may cause us discomfort, uh, especially nowadays when the days are long, right, the longest days of the year, Salatul Fajr, very very early, right, uh, Salatul Isha, the latest that it gets, and especially when Ramadan was coming in these times, now Alhamdulillah, Ramadan has moved into the spring, and the days will be getting shorter, Ramadan fast will be getting shorter, inshallah, uh, so... You know, that is uh, something that will become easier for us, insha'Allah. But that is, of course, something that can be very, very challenging and can be quite a struggle, right? Uh, charity as well, right? When we give, it may be difficult for us to, to uh, let go of our wealth. It may be difficult for us to give uh, and to help others to please. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, you know, it may be difficult, but we persevere because it is the command of our Rabb. And that is what being Muslim is about, to be honest, right? Muslim is to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To, so that submission is not necessarily something that is going to be easy, but we persevere in doing that. We continue with the struggle in doing that. So yes, it may be difficult to wake up for Salatul Al-Fajr in the morning, but we make it work. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it work for us, but we have the intention and we make the Effort, right? There may be challenges now. Again, alhamdulillah, many people are working from home. Others may, are, of course, are having to go to work. Uh, schools are off right now. But, you know, there are times when things can get very challenging. And, again, we talk about fasting, right? When you are having to go to work in the morning, you have to go to school. Maybe you have some sort of, uh, you know, uh, physical activity to do. Uh, the days may be hot. The days may be long. So there's quite a bit of exertion. And, you know, there, it, it, it's not easy. But... You persevere and you continue to be patient in following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the first category or the first element or first aspect of patience. The second aspect of patience is to be diligent in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience against Allah's command, Allah's guidance and command and that of his Messenger sallallahu right? alaihi So being patient and persevering in diligently avoiding sins and acts of disobedience. Right? which are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which go against the command of Allah and His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Right, And this also may not be easy at times. In fact, it can be very, very difficult. Right, Because, first of all, in all circumstances, in all situations, we have our temptations, right? We have our nafs inside of us, already that is inclined generally towards evil, right? The default setting is that it is inclined towards doing things which it enjoys, which normally are the things which are displeasing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? So we have that inside of us, regardless of where we are, unless we work hard, unless we struggle against our nafs, unless we tame our nafs. It's like a wild horse, right? It's a wild horse. It has to be tamed, and until we tame it, it's going to continue to command uh, uh, nafsul ammara. right? It will continue to. Command us to do evil, or desire to do evil. So we have that inside of us already. Then, of course, we are faced with marketing. Right? There is nowhere that you can go, pretty much today. And many of us are online, right? Of course, you're watching online as well. You know that you will be faced with art and with ads, right? You will be seeing ads, and many times they will be targeted to your choices. They will be targeted to your gender. They will be targeted to your age, right? So meaning that they will be targeted to your nafs. Uh, the ads will be targeted to so your nose. The things that you are likely to be inclined towards, the things that you are likely to be uh, desiring, those are the things that will be promoted to you in marketing. So you go on YouTube, you go on Facebook, uh, you go on Instagram, you go on any website even because they're all part of the same network. Facebook ad network, Google ad network. Huh? And all the information, all the data is there unless you turn it off. Right? Even then, it will be showing things that people generally want. Right? So it will be attacking you Meaning it will be tempting you. Uh, so that is there all the time. The struggle is real. And the struggle is there. And then of course, much of it has to do with the gaze. Right? Whether you are online, it has to do with the gaze. What are you looking at? What is the type of material, the type of videos, the type of pictures? Huh? Nowadays you're on TikTok. Okay? So what are you watching? Allah SWT is going to ask you about that. Right? Are you restraining yourself? Are you? restraining yourself, are you trying to protect yourself from watching things which are Displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the gaze is a big one, right? So whether you're online, that is a struggle Okay, Nowadays in the summertime of course you go outside You go to the park, right? You want to go with your family, take a break, go for a walk Then again the gaze is an issue, right? Because of course people are dressed in a manner which is uh, displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or against the guidance of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa which appeals to our our uh, temptations many times at least for some some people and that is a struggle right? that is a struggle so I mean you need to look to drive right but that is a struggle right the first gaze right? the first gaze is forgiven right this is what the Prophet sallallahu told us the first gaze of looking at something which is prohibited is Forgiven, but that's provided that you turn away right away. Right? It doesn't mean that you extend the first one for as long as you can so that you know the second one, then you don't have to worry about looking again. Right? So that's not the meaning. Okay? So the gaze is a struggle. Then we have peer pressure. Right? Peer pressure from society, from friends, from family, to behave in certain ways, to do certain things, to adopt certain lifestyles. And many times elements of those lifestyles may be not in accordance with the guidance of Allah and His Messenger So there's great struggle there, there's great patience and perseverance there right? When it comes to dressing, Right? that's a big one as well Because of course in Islam there's is a dress code Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The Messenger of Allah وسلم, has, has given us a dress code That is good for us and that we should be following right? And that becomes a struggle, especially in the heat Right? For our sisters, you know, I give, uh, I give uh, great uh, kudos to our sisters who wear the hijab, who cover themselves. Even sometimes, okay, maybe it's not perfect, but even sometimes it's a bit struggle. It's not something which is easy, especially in the heat, especially in society when people are looking at you. You know, I've said this before as well that the brothers, and the men, are generally able to blend in right? to a certain extent, right, depending on how you look like, depending on how you dress. But for the most part, they can blend in better than a sister who's wearing the hijab. Where sister who's wearing a sister who's wearing a sister who is covered. Right. So that is something which is extremely, extremely challenging. Right. And that is, uh, you know, sisters are putting those, themselves out there in front of everyone, identifying themselves as Muslims, and the brothers may not even be doing that. Right. So there's great pressure with regards to that as well. You know, uh, nowadays, you know, talking about peer pressure, you have social influencers, right? people who have built followings online social influencers they influence people online and if they influence people to do good then mashallah that is amazing right alhamdulillah that's great right we should all be positive influencers we should all be influencers of positivity of good of getting people towards allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam to become better people to be good to one another watawasaw bil haqqi wa right Hurting people towards the truth towards patience so these are things which are good and we should all be influencing others to do good, Amar bin Ma'roof, that's what it's about, right? Influencing people, influencing others, people around us, to do good, to be positive, and nahi lil-munkar, and stopping them, right? Discouraging them from that which is evil and that which is prohibited. But what happens? Social influencers, people start following them, right? Because of their content, because of you know whatever material it is that they're producing, sometimes it's interesting for the right reasons, sometimes it's interesting for the wrong reasons, so it depends. Uh, but subhanAllah, they start doing things which impact them personally with regards to their deen. So for example, if they are sisters or social influencers, right, and there's a large following on Instagram or on YouTube, on Facebook, and there's a trend now that some of them start taking off the hijab. They're no longer wearing the hijab. They used to before before. Right? Now for them, that's a personal decision, right? It's an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's a personal decision that for whatever reason, you know, they decide to take it off and we, we don't judge them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge them for the decisions and, and 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 you know and all of us indeed, for all of our individual acts. But when we are influencers, this starts having an impact on others as well. right? Somebody who was maybe on the borderline of doing something good, when they see someone with influence stopping doing that, or when they start you know changing and going towards that which is. Not in conformance with the guidance of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu then it becomes more, it gives encouragement to others to not do that as well, or, but like to do the, to follow in their footsteps, right? And this is something that we have to be very, very careful about. If you have a following, if people look up to you, people are following you in different ways, you have to be very, very careful, right? Because you're accountable. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not just for your actions, but we are also accountable for the impact of our actions, and Allah wa ta'ala protect and guide us. All. Right, and we have peer pressure with regards to things like drugs, right? getting involved in haram behaviors, right, haram activities, and all of these. To stay away from them is not easy. It's not easy, right, it's difficult, but this is also a part of the second element of sabab, which is patiently persevering. In staying away from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, when it comes to restraining ourselves, our desires, there are so many things that we have to be patient about. And we feel restrained, like it's true. Sometimes we hear children say this, youth will say this, you know, adults will say it. Why is everything haram? Why we can't do anything, right? We can't do this, you can't eat this, you can't wear you know, you can't wear this, you can't eat this, you can't listen to this, you can't watch this, you can't can't, 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 can't. can't. Huh? Why does that have to be so difficult? But it's true because the Prophet has told us that ad dunya The world, the life of this world is meant to be a prison. It is a prison for the believers. So yes, it is going to feel like a prison. Unless you train your nafs so much that it doesn't feel it anymore. Otherwise you are going to feel like you're in prison. الدنيا And if it starts feeling like paradise If it starts feeling like you can do whatever you want And you're happy Following your desires, then that is actually problematic Because that is for Those who disbelieve Who rejectingly disbelieve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For them it is Like a Jannah, like a paradise For the believers, this dunya is not like Jannah It is not like paradise You can make it to paradise but then you can't have practice in the hereafter. So you have to pick one. You pick the temporary Jannah. Do you pick the temporary Jannah of 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years max? Or do you want the Jannah that is forever? That's your choice. If you choose to have Jannah now because you can't wait, you can't restrain yourself, you can't be patient. Okay, then you have Jannah now, but then there's no Jannah in the hereafter, which is forever. So like you just be smart about it. You know, like which one are you gonna choose? Okay, so it's not easy this is like a prison right but there's a very powerful hadith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said that abu qatada عنه, reported that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that verily you will never leave anything verily you will never with emphasis leave anything for the sake of allah almighty but that Allah will replace it with something better. I promise. That so you're never going to leave something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you something that is much better. Will grant you something that is better than that. So, be patient. Give up your desires. Give up your temptations. Yeah, I think that there. Give up your temptations. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you that which is better. If not in this world, then certainly in the hereafter. Perhaps even in this world as well, insha'Allah. Also when it comes to not disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or being patient in not disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it also includes how we behave with each other. How we behave with each other so we control ourselves, we be patient to make sure to try our best. That we don't behave with each other in ways that are displeasing to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. For example, controlling our anger right? against the guidance of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Rasulullah said, لا تقدم. Don't be angry. Of course, it's a natural emotion. It's going to come to you. You can't control when it comes to you. However, you can control when it comes to you, or after it comes to you. You can control your anger. You can try to restrain yourself, restrain your anger, and cool down quickly, which is amongst the qualities of the pious people, qualities of the people of taqwa, qualities of the believers. right? Those who, right? Who are quick to cool down in their anger. And who, forgive others, right? Or uh, quick to forgive others. So, controlling our, our anger, being patient when we are provoked, and when we are annoyed. Now the third aspect of patience, my brothers and sisters, is to be content with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in calamities and Trials. You know, we uh, learn in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Luqman al Hakim, right? Luqman al Wise, uh, the wise said, Ya Bunaya, is uh, advising his son, Aqibi الصلاة wa'amur bil ma'roof wa'amha anil munkar wa'sbir ala asabak. That, O oh my son, establish prayer, enjoin what is right, forbid what is wrong, and be patient over what befalls you. Verily, that is among the matters requiring determination. Right? So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's going to require determination. It's going to require effort. Right? It's going to require you to give up something, to give something. Great. But these are from the great matters which we have to be paying attention to and amongst them. Be patient over what befalls you. So true patience the brothers and sisters is to be calm and composed especially during the first strike of calamity the prophet sallallahu passed by a woman and this is anas ibn malik عنه, who relates that the prophet sallallahu passed by a woman who was weeping beside a grave and the prophet sallallahu Alaihi wasallam said Ittaqillaha be mindful of allah have taqwa and be patient she didn't know who he was she didn't know that it was the Messenger of Allah. She was in a state of grief. So she said, Go away from me. Of course, she would, know, she would never say that knowingly, but she didn't know it was the Messenger of Allah. She said, Go away from me, for you have not been afflicted by a calamity like mine. She did not recognize him. Then she was told afterwards that it was the Prophet. So she went to the house of the Prophet. And she didn't find any you know, guards, anyone there, so she said to him, I did not recognize you so she went and she you know, she cleared up the misconception or her misunderstanding saying i did not recognize you and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and wiser ula.' that rarely patience is at the first strike right the more greatest degree of patience is going to be at the first strike of a calamity and especially with regards to the loss you know of a loved one in particular now my brothers and sisters the perfection of these three aspects together, of these three aspects of patience, the perfection of it is called sabrun jameel, beautiful patience. And this was the characteristics of the Prophets of Allah Right? So when these three elements of patience come together, then you have sabrun jameel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Satan Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so be patient with beautiful patience. Be patient with beautiful patience. So yes, being patient, having sabr is one part, but doing so with, in a beautiful manner, in a complete manner, which means bringing together these three aspects of patience. So I know it's been a long, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long track since March, since this pandemic started. I know the summer isn't very exciting and we are facing, you know, different types of challenges, different types of struggles. But brothers and sisters, let us hang in there. Let us hang in there and remember that sabah, patience and perseverance, is a spiritual and a mental exercise. It's a spiritual and mental exercise, as we have discussed before. So we look for the silver lining. We try to find the good in the situation. We try to be grateful. We celebrate the goodness, of Allah, the goodness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us even now in this situation. And one of the ways of doing that is to look at those who have less. The Prophet ﷺ advised us to look at those who are lower than us, meaning those who are in a more, you know, worse off or more challenging situation than we are in. Or those who are in greater difficulty. And this too will pass, inshallah. You know, yes, this summer may not be great, may not be, you know, as exciting as we are accustomed to having. But inshallah, there will be many more summers. Inshallah, there will be many more summers and it will pass. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, إِنَّمَا أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ That certainly those who observe patience perseverance will be given their reward in full without measure, without limit. They'll be given their reward without measure, without limit. So there is an immense reward for this patience that, and this perseverance that we are exercising at this moment. Imam Al-Awza'i said that their reward will not be weighed or measured. Their reward. Their ajr will not be weighed or measured. They will be given an immense reward. And for all the challenges and struggles and temptations that you are patiently persevering in, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you an immense reward, the likes of which you cannot imagine. So inshallah my dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every single one of you is that on the Day of Judgment, on the Day of Judgment inshallah when you see that immense reward, you will wish... That you had endured even more for longer, insha'Allah. That reward is going to be so huge for all of these patients, the types of patients we talked about, that insha'Allah on the Day of Judgment, you will see a huge reward and you will wish if only this pandemic lasted a little bit longer. Meaning if only these restrictions lasted, lasted a little bit longer. If only I had a little bit more, careful with my temptations. If I had restrained myself just a little bit more, right? So inshallah continue forward and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to grant you the best. And we make the dua that the magi- magicians of Fir'aun made. So after the magicians of Fir'aun rejected Fir'aun and they declared their belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did Fir'aun do? He threatened to torture them, to mutilate them. How could they disobey him in his face and believe in Allah and in uh, Musa alayhi salam? So they made the dua. Rabbana afrigh alayna sabra wa tawaffana muslimin. Rabbana alina sabra wa Our Lord, shower us with perseverance, and let us die while submitting to You. Let us die while in a state of submission to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. May Allah protect us all. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala remove all our and all, all the hardships that have been destined for us, and for the struggles and hardships that are still destined to come to us, no matter what. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make them easy for us and grant us patience and perseverance to make it through them with His pleasure. Amin ya Rabbi alamin. الحمد لله رب العالمين، الله ملك الحمد كله، ملك الشكر كله، ملك يرجع والحمد كله على الله لك الحمد حتى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد والله oh we thank you for all of your blessings يا رحمة الرحمين، count us from amongst the shakirin يا رب العالمين، والله please grant us صبر جميل يا يا والله please make us people of beautiful character and beautiful patience يا oh O oh Allah, please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill. O oh Allah, please cure all of those who are ill and all of those who are struggling. O oh Allah, especially our elder sister who is, who is in pain. O oh Allah, our brothers and sisters who are suffering from long-term pain and injuries. All of those who are ill who are at risk of becoming ill. O oh Allah, the mother of our sister Diba, and all of our loved ones who are ill. O oh Allah, you are the protector and the healer. O oh Allah, grant them speedy, recovery and protect them all from all types of illnesses and pain and suffering, Ya Alhammur O Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are in pain, all of those who are in grief, all of those who are facing stress and anxiety and depression. O Allah, please replace it with happiness and peace and joy. O Allah, we are your weak sinning servants. O Allah, you are the most kind, the most merciful. O Allah, please forgive us for all of our sins and our mistakes. O Allah, please lift this trial from us. O Allah, indeed we are very weak. O Allah, please grant us strength and bring us closer to you. O Allah, please grant us strength to follow your commands. O oh Allah, please guide us to earn your pleasure. O oh Allah, please guide us to that which pleases you most. And grant us the best return to you whenever it has been decreed for us. Ya Rahimin. rahman al-Rahimine. Allahumma wa mayyitina wa shahidina wa ghaibina wa sagheerina wa kabirina wa lakarina wa unthana Allahumma man ahiyyitahu minna fa ahiyyhi ala al-Islam wa man tawafaytahu minna fa tawafahu ala al-Iyman Allahumma rabbana zalimna anfusana وإن لم لنا وترحمنا أن نكوننا من القاسدين اللهم ربنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وفينا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك مجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك الغنى من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النهر يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أصبعلنا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرغاتك يا رحم الرحمين اللهم إنا نسألك العفة والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلا يا رحم الرحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين يدينا ومن خلفنا يا رحم الرحمين اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة عند الموت شهاده وبعد الموت جننا في ارحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا حسنا الخاتمه اللهم ارزقنا حسن فاطمه اللهم احاسبنا حسابا يسيرا اللهم ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اصلح حال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الاقصى يا ارحم الراحمين Allahumma ahadhi qanana wa aqawatina fi kulli mekan, khususan fi Burma, fi Filistin, fi Al-Sein, Kashmir, fi Al-Hind, wa fi Sri Lanka, wa fi Suriya, wa fi Al-Iraq, wa fi Yaman, wa fi Suman, wa fi Al-Ghanistan, wa Libya, wa fi kulli mekan. Allahumma ansur al-mustada'afin fi kulli mekan. Wahakik lahum al-Nasra wal-Fatha al-Mubina, ya Rabbul Alameen. Allahumma harri al-Masjunin, al-Mazlumin, khususan fi Biladil Muslimin, ya Arhamul Rahimin. Subhanahu rabbika izzati amma wa salamu ala ala walhamdulillahi rabbil Allah accept my brothers and sisters, those who are watching from home, please go ahead and pray for a of Dohut at home. Our Friday prayer, please come at your allotted time. khairah. <speaking in the world> uh, we have a message uh, from the United uh, Muslim Organizations of Ottawa, Gatineau. Uh, we hope and pray that all of our community members are in the best state of iman and health. As we all know that the time period we are all going through is unique and unprecedented likes of which has not been experienced in our lifetime we should recall that it is our religious responsibility to ensure that we do everything within our control to contain the virus and at the same time, follow the rules established by our public health agencies to this end, all member organizations of the Ottawa Gatna Muslim community unanimously have adopted a common policy for all the people who pray with jama'a in the masajid in this regard, all brothers and sisters are hereby asked to pray at their local masjid only Given the recent case of a COVID-19 infected brother praying in Jamia Umar, it is imperative that people do not go to other masjid. Recurrence of such events will increase the risk of spread and make containment very difficult. Secondly, all people are asked to think before going to their respective local masjid if they have any symptoms and or have come in contact with someone who may have gotten infected. As we are taught by our beloved Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one cannot be a true believer unless and until he or she prefers for others but he or she thinks for themselves this virus is a serious matter and we must exercise caution we ask our creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve the entire humanity from this global pandemic and its resulting impact let us turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek protection under his boundless mercy sincerely the responsible members of the Islam organizations of Allah wa Ta-A'la.